Hey guys, Uppy here, and thank you so, so much for taking time out of your day to hang out. This is the Creative Catch-Up, episode number six. Hello everybody, my name is Uppy, and thank you so much for taking time out of your day to hang out with me, and welcome to another episode of the Creative Catch-Up. Now this one, I'm very excited to talk to with you guys about because in this episode we're going to be talking all about a few reasons why clients might not be booking with you so yeah i'm pretty sure if you listen to the entirety of this episode from start to finish you might pick up one or two things that we mention in this episode and who knows by tweaking those areas just a little bit it could possibly open up the floodgates and just get a ton and ton of bookings coming your way so this is definitely one to properly tune into maybe grab a pen and paper or properly put some headphones in so you can really focus into what i'm saying but yeah without further ado let's jump into today's episode of why clients aren't booking you. So I've written a little bit of a list that I'm gonna be going back and forth from and a few things on that list I wanna dive deep into. So the few things are lack of trust, social proof, the simplicity, excuse me, the simplicity of your process, you know, how you may be portraying yourself online and also your email process as well. And so each of these are different umbrellas that are filled with different little categories. And so starting at the top, lack of trust, let's dive right into it. So the first thing in the umbrella of lack of trust that I want to bring up today is branding. Now I've touched on this in a previous episode, but you know, it is something really important. So I wanted to bring it up again. Now branding is such a difficult thing. And when we're first starting out and we're first creating our business, you know, it can be so hard to kind of, I guess, think of what colors should I use? What logo should I use? And that's the issue right there because a lot of people think that is where branding ends. You know, it's either your logo or your colors. And of course, those aspects are definitely important, but branding is such an enormous thing in itself that we really need to truly understand. And I can't remember where I heard this quote from, but I remember hearing something along the lines of, Branding is what people talk about your business when you're not in the room. So that means the experience, how it looks, how it feels, and everything in between. And so that is why it is so important to have a strong to have strong branding in your business. Now, here are some tips and tricks that can kind of help you with your branding process, hopefully. Now, number one. You want to just really identify what your business is about, what your core values about, your core values as you as a person and, you know, the kind of services you want to be providing. So get a pen and paper and write a few of these down. Now, for example, for my business, MetaLane Visuals, we really pride ourselves on creating real, authentic, candid, in-the-moment images that just resonate and that are genuine with the couple's love story. You know, we don't want to create some unposed, uh, so we don't want to create some posed, untrue version of people. We want to be able to capture their love story exactly how they, you know, exactly how they portray it. And we don't want to stage any of it. So that is a very big core 
value in my business. And so you can kind of write a few of those things about your business as well. And once you kind of have that, then the next part is about your messaging and your wording. And then once you've established that, you can kind of like, it will start to naturally flow better because when you have the core, then the stream starts to flow. So then you want to figure out your wording and your messaging and just, you know, the kind of emotion you want to evoke in your potential customers. And then after that, then you get into the website and the colors and the and the logo and everything. And a few ways to pull inspiration from this is to, you know, inspiration can be pulled from anywhere. It can be pulled, be pulled from different kinds of websites. You know, Pinterest is a great place to pull inspiration from as well. And I just wanted to be upfront as well that it's important to get inspiration not imitation and in all honesty I've been put up on this a few times and I'm really glad when I do because I never want to come across as that I'm trying to copy anybody and so you know it's really important like I said to get inspiration from things and pull a few things from different sources but then you want to collect them all together shake it up and create your own version of it that really is authentic to you and really just feels genuine to your business as well. So that's branding. Now, the next thing could be your messaging and your connection. When you get an inquiry, are you replying to that inquiry as soon as possible? You know, I I know at times we're busy or sometimes it may skip our mind or whatever the case may be, but we need to treat each of these clients that come through the door that they're going to be taken care of. You know, wedding photography and wedding videography is a luxury. We are a very luxurious service and we can, you know, clients can be potentially spending thousands of dollars on photographers and videographers. And so we want to uphold that luxurious feeling when they communicate with us. And so that is with, you know, replying to emails as soon as possible, answering all of the questions and worries that, you know, clients might have, all those little things. That is what gives your business and and your service a luxurious high-end feel. And that is something that we want to strive for. Other things can be, do you look reliable? And this isn't necessarily physical, You know, does your socials look reliable? You know, like, do you seem like a legitimate professional business? And so take a look at your social pages, whether it's your Instagram, if you have a Facebook, maybe you're making YouTube content. Is all of your branding uniform? Is all of your messaging uniform? You know, like, does does it seem like you are a professional and you know what you're doing and you're offering a fantastic service? So that was the next thing, looking reliable. So those were the few key things inside the lack of trust umbrella that I wanted to bring up. And so moving on to the next thing is social proof. Now, this one is very, very important because we all use social proof and we all rely on social proof every single day whenever we go to the movies, sign up to a subscription, go try a new restaurant. We all rely on social proof. And for those of you who don't know what social proof is, pretty much it means your reviews and testimonials and just words from, you know, uh, just about your experience, about the experience with you from past clients. And so on your website, on your social media, you want to be including, you know, the 
testimonials you've gotten. You want to be including the amazing raves and reviews you've gotten from past clients because whenever, you know, for example, um, if we want to go try at a new restaurant, you know, and, and we're really unfamiliar with the kind of food they serve or what kind of restaurant they are, we immediately go to Google and search up the restaurant and we read all of the reviews. And if we see that it's five stars and it's got dozens of reviews and everyone's got such amazing things to say about it, then it makes us more you know, inclined to go check out the restaurant as well and try the food. And that's exactly the same with our business as well. So if anyone's ever said something amazing about you or your business, add it to your social media, create a little highlight for your on your Instagram, add it to your Facebook, whatever it may be. But make sure you can, you know, people can clearly see the amazing things that are said about you and your business with, with reviews and testimonials. So that is social proof. Now, the next thing is the simplicity of your process. Now, we live in a day and age where people want instant, people want quick, people want easy. You know, we've kind of become this lazy generation, I guess. And so the more things that are involved from taking, uh, the more things that are involved from, you know, the first step of inquiring with you to actually booking you for their wedding day, if it's difficult and there's too many steps involved, then it is a very easy way to kind of, you know, deter clients of even going through that process. Are there two or three steps that you can cut out to make it seem easier? You know, like for example, with us, they inquire, we send them the packages, we get on a, uh, we get on a Zoom call, and if they're happy, they just sign the contract, pay the deposit, and that is it. So in total, there's probably about four or five steps it takes to initially inquire with us, to get us to secure, uh, to get us to capture your wedding day. And so you don't want to make the process any harder than it needs to be. You know, and if you can answer all of it, you know, this is going back to the communication. If you can answer all of their questions in as least amount of emails as possible and have the least amount of exchanges between you guys as possible, the better the process and the better experience it will be for them. You know, we just want to make it simple. We just want them to easily just come in. We just answer all their questions. They can pull out their credit card or pay that deposit and just lock everything in. And they just know, sorry, and they just know that they are set and just that they've hired the right person and that they don't need to worry about anything leading up to their wedding day. So that is simplicity of your process. Now, this next one is how you portray yourself online. Now, I'm a big advocate for being genuine and being yourself when it comes to, you know, being a business owner. But I do believe as well at some point and at some times it is important to kind of be a little bit more of a professional version of yourself. I'm not talking about being a robot's, you know, and, and saying things that don't feel authentic to you. But like I said, you want to come across as professional. You want to come across as reliable and people want to be able to look at you, look at your service and without a doubt know that they're going to be taken care of. You know, if they find your private page, uh, sorry, not your private, if people find your personal page and I guess they just see a lot of goofing off or, you know, things that just don't instill confidence in them, then that might be another reason why clients might not be booking with you. And so take a look at your social presence on your personal pages. Are there things that you're not truly proud of or truly, you know, proud to show off and and, and to portray and to attach your identity to? 
you know, if if there's any of those things, then maybe it's time to just tidy it up a little. You know, like I said, it's not about being a robot. It's not about being a blank piece of paper. But like I said, we want to instill the confidence in our potential customers. So if there's things on your personal page that, you know, you're not fully proud sharing and, and looking back might be a little bit embarrassing. It might be time to clean it up a little bit. And now the next one is your emails. Now, this one was a big one for me because we would get, you know, uh, a couple of inquiries every single day for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I'm like, why do I keep getting ghosted? Why aren't any of these people replying to my, you know, my emails? What is going on? But it wasn't until I actually went through the process and, you know, emailed my friends and I said, hey, are you getting my emails? And they said, no. And then the light bulb went off and I was like, wait, can you check your spam and junk mail for me? And then that is where my emails ended up. Why do they end up there? You know, I I don't know the answer why they end up in spam and junk. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of things about adding the right links or maybe adding the right images and stuff like that that can affect your emails ending up in spam or junk. But the thing is, it's just what happens. Sometimes emails do end up in people's spam and junk uh, junk folders and they will just never check those folders so they will never see your emails which means you'll be out of mind you know out of sight and out of mind so something that I started implementing in my uh, response process was every time I respond to an inquiry I always make sure to text the person as well. And I just briefly introduce myself. I thank them for inquiring with us to capture this special day. And then I just gently remind them that, hey, you know, uh, be sure to check your spam and junk mail as, as sometimes emails can end up there. And since I started doing that, it's almost like a 100% response rate. So when you're creating your inquiry form on your contact page, make sure you add a requirement for them to include their phone number. After you send me the response, if you can text them to remind them that, hey, thank you so much. We've responded to your email. Please check your spam and junk. It is without a doubt that they know where your email may be if they don't see it in their inbox. So to reflect, number one was lack of trust. And diving deep into that, remember, how is your branding? How is your messaging? Do you look reliable? Are you coming across as genuine? So that's lack of trust. Your next thing is social proof. Are you showing your amazing reviews or testimonials from past clients? Are those easily accessible? Are those being shown everywhere? Because remember, like I said, people are more inclined to try a new restaurant if they can read the hundreds of great reviews about it. And so we need to treat our business exactly the same. If we want people to come to us, then we need to show that other people love our experience. Next one is simplicity of process. Is your process too difficult? If you can, cut out one or two things. Make the least amount of steps possible from inquiring with you to getting out their credit card or paying that deposit. And the next one, betraying yourself online on your personal social media pages. You know, if it's not private, are there things that you're not fully proud showing off? Are there things that are a little bit embarrassing that you don't want your clients to see? If so, maybe it's time for a little bit of a cleanup. And then the last one, your emails. Make sure when you're creating your inquiry form on your contact pages, 
ask them to include their phone number as well because emails end up in spam and junk. So after you get an inquiry, respond to it, then send them a text to let them know that you've sent the, that you responded to their email and to check the spam and junk. Trust me, it will help you so much. So I'm hoping that by just listing off a few of these things, maybe one or two of these things in your business, you're currently realizing being like, hey, I can improve this or like, hey, that, you know, that is such a good idea. I should do this or I should do that. And hopefully this episode can help you out there to get more bookings. Because like I said, only tweaking one or two of these things could potentially open up the floodgates of unlimited bookings coming your way. If you enjoyed the episode or found any of it helpful, it would mean the absolute world to us if you could leave it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This way, we can help more creative entrepreneurs just like you achieve their goals. Thank you so much again, and we cannot wait to see you in the next one.